want to welcome everybody to the IT podcast, where we get a behind-the-scenes look at the teams within Sentara IT, and we have quite the room full today of awesome IT team members on the call. So first, our co-host Greg Russell is on the call today, and then also welcome back to John Malkovic. John was on a previous um, IT podcast episode and is now joining as a co-host. So welcome back, John. And also want to give a big welcome to our guests on the IT podcast today. Welcome from the WAN team, Kelly Burton, IT manager. And also want to welcome Dave Alessandro. Um, he is a principal technical architect on the WAN team as well. Kelly uh, and Dave, really excited to have you both on the call today. Glad to be here. All right, John, over to you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, John, again, Kelly Burton, uh, WAN team manager, uh, just came on board uh, four months ago here with Sentara. Uh, hard to believe it's been four months already. I am a uh, local boy born and bred here in Virginia Beach. I live down in the Chicks Beach area uh, with my uh, wife of almost 37 years married and 40 years together. Uh, we had we raised three boys. They're in their late 20s and 30s now. I have a three-year-old granddaughter who's my little uh, pride and joy, my little angel. Um, came over from E-plus technology, uh, before that ABS, uh, various government contracting roles, and I was a government employee for about 18 years out at Norfolk Naval Shipyard. But uh, glad to be here, excited to be part of the Sentara team. Wow. Welcome aboard. That sounds awesome. And congratulations on the marriage lasting that long. That's great. She hasn't killed me yet. I'm doing something right. There you go. <laughs> well, tell us about some of your favorite hobbies. I like to like to travel with the family. Uh, we are we are Disney nuts. We try to get to Disney whenever we can. Um, spending time with family and friends. I'm an aspiring uh, musician. Uh, you know, that'll be my, I think, my retirement plan. I'll be out on the curb with my guitar and open up a little thing and gather some change when I can, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. I have to ask this as a standard interview question for me, Android or iPhone? I'm an Android guy. I've been an Android since day one. Uh, the wife is a, an iPhone person. Uh, I do have an iPad though, but um, I've been Android all the way. Hmm, so it sounds like a house divided. Uh, on that and several other things, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, David, I have to ask the standard interview question for you. Android or iPhone? Uh, for me, it's iPhone all the way. Uh, and basically, it's just because the ecosystem for the iPhone is just so much better than Android. You know, all the stuff we have in our house, our Apple TVs, all, all that stuff just just works seamlessly with the iPhone. And then plus the FaceTime thing. I just... Ah, can I get an amen? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife, she likes, she likes them both because she really likes – the cameras, I guess, on the Android phones better than the, the iPhone. Although the one on the iPhone 14 that she has now is, is pretty tight. She likes it. Cool. Tell us a little bit about yourself, David. Well, I've uh, I've been in IT now for probably close to 30 years. <laughs> I mean, I, I started, you know, way back when it was still thick net. And, uh, I don't know. I've been, uh, I, I joined the Navy right after I got out of high school. Uh, I came to Virginia. Um, I was in the Navy for about eight years or so. Got out of the Navy. The, I met my wife here, got married about the first year and a half or two years that I got out of the Navy. She let me try to live my uh, rock star fantasy, played in a whole bunch of bands, got to travel all around, a good time, realized it wasn't the, wasn't the life for me. Uh, just dedicated myself to learning computers and 
Started out as a desktop tech, worked into servers, worked in a network, never looked back. I've been uh, here at Centera probably about a little over a year, about a year and a half, I'd say. Um, just finally getting settled in. All right. So let's uh, get started talking a little bit about you know the WAN team and uh, what does the WAN team actually do? Sure. The WAN team is uh, basically responsible for uh, network connectivity, enterprise connectivity across the entire Centera enterprise, the communications between the hospitals out to the internet, out to the cloud. And we cover all the way down to what we call the edge at, at our sites with wireless access points, uh, switches in the hospitals. You know, we everything runs on top of the network and, and that's what we're responsible for. Could you guesstimate how many trouble tickets you get per per day? Wow, that's a that's a great question. I mean, it varies, you know, it can it can be, you know, only three or four or, you know, 50 plus. It, it depends on the day and what's been going on. In our minds, it's a huge responsibility. We, we're talking health care. You know, patient care here is the number one priority and the network is key. Making sure everything works smoothly at our hospitals and doctor's offices. So it's a responsibility that we do not take lightly. Absolutely. Kelly and Dave, for us non-technical folks, what is, does WAN stand for something? What does WAN mean? It means wide area network. Uh, it's a term that's been around a long time. Um, maybe it should be changed to make it a little bit easier to understand. A, a lot of times when we are talking about scheduling outages and stuff, we just like to say network outage now. That's a more common term. But yeah, WAN means wide area network. And that's versus LAN, which is the local area. Right. LANs, LANs are usually considered in one one building, one hospital, you know, the, everything interconnected within that one building or campus, where when you say wide area, it's usually several sites connected together, you know, geograph geographically spread across the, you know, the entire Centera region, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, and further as we expand outward. So Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about the day-to-day in the WAN team? What's it like? Well, for me, I'm, I am the domain principal architect on the WAN team, and I, I get to do a lot of implementing of new new things, new technologies, um, designing the new buildings that are coming down the line, the new hospital that's coming. I get involved on a daily basis on a lot of the troubleshooting that goes on around here. And fortunately, you know, the people that came before us have, have built this network out to be fairly resilient, so we very rarely ever do. De- you know, this, this thing just completely failed. Um, usually there's there's cabling problems or whatever, but most of the stuff I troubleshoot is application, application performance issues, application connectivity problems. That's a big part of what's going on here at Smithfield. There's so many moving parts, so many different things are upgrading apps or employ, you know, deploying new applications, new things to do on the network, new ways to interact with patients. And all that stuff, you know, eventually it boils down to how many bits can we put on the network at the same time for the next, it becomes a, a juggle. Who gets priorities, who doesn't get priorities. That's that's what I tend to focus on is making sure everything is as efficient as possible. As far as the team goes, they are the ones that are kind of interested in a lot with the day-to-day changes that come in, which I would say is probably the bulk of our tickets is for requests for firewall changes, for port changes, for new things being added yeah, bringing bringing on new sites, new buildings, new medical offices. You know, the 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 team of engineers that that go out in the field and are the hands-on installing hardware. You know, doing configurations. That's all all part of the of the job too. And and Dave makes a great point. Uh, applications are being added within the 
enterprise all the time. And, you know, eventually it gets to us to make sure that that traffic flows properly, smoothly, and efficiently, because we all know what happens when things start running slow. Just so everyone has an idea, how, how big is the team? Uh, we have 12 people on the team right now. Um, just had uh, two new hires uh, one a new engineer started at the beginning of May. Uh, we just bought on another uh, sysadmin that will be sitting in our knock here. Uh, he starts in two weeks, so we're looking. I think we're looking to to flesh the team out to I think a total of fourteen here very soon. It's awesome with such a large network and you know just so many things going on. And you know the one thing that we know is constant is change, right? Uh, what what do you consider your biggest challenge? Uh there's, that's a that's a loaded question. There's a, there's lots of challenges. The you know the rapid uh, speed of change. You know a lot of these new applications that are improving things for our patients and their care coming at us. You know every, seems like every other week there's a new one that's coming up, and we have to look at what's how it's going to impact things. Uh, another challenge is the um, the maintenance and care of of the network. You know this is a lot of hardware that's been around for a while and we have to do maintenance and reboots and sometimes scheduling that is a concern, you know, if we're going to cause an outage at a hospital. Hospitals get very nervous when we bring that topic up and we have to coordinate and work with them and scheduling things and it can sometimes uh, be a challenge. You know, we we understand the impact. Uh, We have got a lot of projects ongoing where we are upgrading and and replacing hardware with newer better technology but getting that stuff into place is going to it causes outages and we have to be sure we we let everyone know get those communications out and you know trying to make it happen in a timely fashion and that that's a challenge as well and i think another challenge and, and dave can can chime in too but it's a lot of times when, when issues are being experienced, it's it's always points to it's got to be the network. And a lot of times it's not the network. So we have to work with, with everyone to, you know, prove to them that the network is running smoothly and, okay, we got an application issue that needs to be looked at and, and go down that path. But we work with, with all the other teams uh, when these issues pop up to, to reach those resolutions. Sometimes that mindset, it's always the network is, is tough to deal with too. Gotcha. Yeah, you, you made a point earlier about the, the impact on the uh, on Centera as a whole, especially with patient care and the community out there at large. Can you tell us a little bit about future state plans? Well, we're looking to, um, as I said, we're looking to improve the overall stability of, of the network, the resiliency of it. Um, you know, we hope we can get to a point where when we have to do maintenance at a hospital or a site, it's minimal impact. And, you know, that may be that may involve additional redundancy and uh, resiliency at each site. And that's some architecture changes that we're looking at. You know, Sentara as a whole is is doing a big push of moving applications up into the cloud. That changes how we do our, our work as well. You know, we're looking to upgrade technology, make things perform better, faster, you know, get rid of delay and slow performance. Uh, Dave, any any thoughts, any additions there? Um, yeah, one of the other things that we're looking to do is we're looking to build a lot more redundancy into different piece parts of our network uh, as like with the new designs build in um, the ability to do our just require maintenance on things and in, make the impact of that maintenance as small a footprint as possible. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the network is, is 
built like a tank, but you know, uh, there's always room. Well, and, and not only that too, Dave, there's, you know, we're a very geographically diverse hospital system. So probably a lot of the issues you guys run into are providers connect or connectivity between the sites. Right? Honestly, that's, that's, that's usually where we'll see, like if there's a, an outage, quote unquote, an outage, it's more than likely going to be circuit provider based. Uh, you know, we, we are, we are built to the point we can lose a piece of gear here, a piece of gear there. And we may, you know, lose just a small portion of the network, but it's, uh, you know, more than likely that any solid outage is going to be ISP. And we, and we've got, a, a you know, agreements with a lot of our providers like Cox or whoever, you know, that they understand the urgency and when things happen like that on their end, they they hop on it extremely fast. You know, we're as far as internet or network connectivity goes with providers and someone like Cox, we're Cox's biggest customer in Virginia. So they take great care of us. And when, when we're talking about outages, you know, it it's different for our team when say a, an application needs to be updated and you know it, it's the impact there is that specific application when we are doing outages we can infect we can impact an entire hospital you know a loss of connectivity while we have to do a reboot reboot of you know a router that services that hospital it's a major impact we are cutting cutting ties there for that that time frame with that site basically cutting them off from the rest of Sentara during that maintenance window. And and we understand the criticality of it, the impact. You know, we uh, we do our best to minimize that impact, um, but it, it has to happen. Some, you know, we have to do maintenance on this hardware from time to time, which requires, uh, you know, outages to occur. It's a, it's a necessary part of what we do. And the goal is, as always, to maintain the stability of the network, to keep things running smoothly. And, and that makes sense, Kelly. You know, you, it's definitely better to take a, you know, a planned minor outage than a unplanned. Correct. Yep. And that's what the maintenance is for, to, to avoid that. As, as David said, it, the place is built like a tank. We can, we can suffer a minor hardware failure here and there. And, you know, we, that's part of the job. What we're trying to do as we move forward is make it even more resilient where we can take down parts of the network at, a, at say, a hospital without impact, impacting anything within the site, or at least uh, minimizing that. That sounds like quite the uh, responsibility. So let's uh, take a turn here and talk a little bit about some fun stuff. I know uh, you guys both mentioned music, so let's talk a little bit about um, music here, right? Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Dave, let's start with you. What's your favorite musical instrument? Uh, guitar. Um, I've been playing guitar for probably close to 40, 45 years. Wow. I started when I was a little kid. My mom wanted me to play flamenco guitar, Spanish-style classical mm-hmm. guitar. And um, that's what I did for the first couple of years. And then I guess it was probably about 10. She bought me uh, my first electric. And uh, I never I never looked back. <laughs> never looked back. Forgot the flamenco, right? Uh, <laughs> now you've got quite the collection, you said, huh? Yeah. I prob- right now, I probably have 14. Which one's your go-to? Uh, I play Chapman's, principally Chapman guitars. Um, they're out there, a small company that came out of England. Um, just amazing craftsmanship, super high quality materials, but made in a way that uh, makes it, you know, so I don't have to take out a lot to go buy. <laughs> yeah. What kind of band did you play in before? More recently, I, I, I prefer the, the heavier music. Uh, most of the recording that I've done has been all heavier music. So you like to shred? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I like cool. stuff that makes you want to get up and move. You know? There you go. How about you, Kelly? What's your favorite musical instrument? Oh, and like Dave, I'm a guitar player. The same thing. I, I started playing when I was like in the eighth or ninth grade, um, got out of it and, and then got back into it in my 40s. You know, I, um, I'll admit I got I had the midlife crisis when I was about 43, 44, started playing guitar again, got a tattoo, bought a motorcycle. This sounds very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I was able to, to play live at a few gigs down at the oceanfront here with a good buddy of mine named uh, Dave Johnson, who still plays around the area locally. Uh, I am out on YouTube. You can just look me up. Um, but had a blast and um, trying to get back into it again because I've, you know, you sometimes you, life takes over and, but I've got, you know, I don't have nearly as many guitars as Dave does. I've got five or six in my, in my office slash music room and uh, they're always staring at me like, play me, play me. That sounds like mine. I have six. Actually, just got one yesterday, a new one. Picked up a Fender Telly. So nice, nice. I've got a I've got a Gibson Les Paul that I've had since the ninth grade. It's a '78. Oh wow! Um, and uh, actually, when I started playing again, my dad actually found the receipt for it. It was six hundred fifty bucks back in like nineteen seventy eight, seventy nine. Oh my! Yeah, those go for about three grand these days. Yeah, yeah easily, easily. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you. Kelly, but for me, like my guitar playing is is very cathartic. It's very self. Yes, I agree. It is, and it's after I've, a long day when things are bad. Yeah. I just turn on my amp, especially if nobody's home. I can rattle some stuff on the walls. So, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about my kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> go to town on it. The great kazoo band. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like all we need is a drummer. You know what? That's that's the thing, man. We we're, we've got just about every instrument covered on the WAN team. We just don't have a drummer. I don't believe. Maybe I'll start. In, I'll start including players. that question in my interview questions. I just want to know what our Sintera band would be called. <laughs> oh boy, the Sintera the Sinterizers. I like that. Well, yeah, it sounds like you guys have recently been Sinterized. So yes, with a name like Sinterizer, would have to be aggressive. That's for sure. That's right. That'd be my kind of music too nice. Taylor, any last words? Thank y'all so much for doing this. This was great. Thank you. Definitely. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it.